ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terra Master, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. GPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV dampener with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. Kenny Sanford, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for coming back on ATV Talk. Your uh, 2021 season was uh, probably um, a little different outcome than you expected. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, ending the year with with a fourth overall in points was was pretty awesome. Um, I didn't quite expect it, uh, but it was it was a good outcome. That's for sure. It's an excellent way to break your feet, uh, you, you know, uh, get your feet wet, excuse me, for not being able to talk um, <laughs> in the pro class because things are happening faster. The the endurance is different. Um, and I'm sure you figured that out right away. Yeah, that was probably one of the first things I really noticed. Um it was uh it was a great time and the pace is very fast fitness is a whole different level um and as far as as all the other stuff go uh more maintenance on the bike and all that good stuff you know but uh it all takes a toll on on everything and it it's a great time excellent i'm glad i'm glad so you had a good time throughout the whole year yep when I was looking at the finishes, you were super consistent between, you know, seven and four. You stayed in that range the whole time. Yeah, and I was really fortunate to be able to do that. Um, just being able to put everything together and knock on wood, not have any uh, mechanical failures or, or anything. Being able to finish every race is, is a big deal in our sport. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you change anything going into your uh, into your 2022 season? Um, I didn't change a whole lot. We brought on um, Four Works Carbon, but other than that, nothing else changed. Kept a lot of the same sponsors. Didn't lose any. 
um, yeah, it, it, everything stayed the same for the most part. That's that's awesome. Um, what does your dad talk to you about being in beings that you are a, an up and coming pro in the works? I mean, he's been around a long time. He's helped with some pretty big programs. Um, so he, he's got to have your ear a little bit. Yeah, he's got a lot of, of good advice. He tries and, and gives the best advice he can of like on bike stuff. When I have a question about setup or something, he's kind of my, my first go-to. He does, he does a really good job with that, but he said it to my brother and I, he, and his career ended before he really got to the level that we are, which is cool in an aspect, but it makes everything a little, a little bit more difficult. He's been a part of some pretty big teams. Uh, as far as um, professional writers go and, and just a high caliber of, of writers and team, which makes everything nice. Um, he's got a lot of, um, I don't know how you would say it, but a, a lot of expertise in that area has a, a good, um, a good understanding of what needs to go into a pro program. Um, which is just a, a good thing to have in your corner. Does he ever uh, talk about where you should train or how much you should train or, or do you guys get into track breakdown in the specific races that you go to? Yeah, we don't really get into much track breakdown. Um, when we're at the track, we're most of the time working. So um, him and I will, will kind of mingle a little bit about it. And uh, I'll I'll tell him how good the dirt was, and there was some pretty cool corners and some jumps, but um, nothing nothing crazy. As far as training goes, he knows what needs to happen. He knows how it needs to happen. Um, just being able to do it is the tough part. Like going out and riding a couple times before a race, uh, we don't ride at all between races, so. Uh, knowing that that has to happen and it not being able to happen hurts us, you know, but um, yeah, he, I mean, he knows, he knows what to do and how to do it. It's just getting it done is, is the tough part. If you could go and put two motos in before a works race, what do you think your end result would change? I mean, what would change for you out on the track? I think that that would be a huge aspect, a big game changer um, for my program, at least. I think I could be not a consistent podium guy, but I could definitely be battling for a podium. Now I'm, I'm. There's there's a lot of speed in the pro class, in the pro class, um, and there was last year as well. But uh, just trying to compete with with the top three to four guys is tough when they when they train all the time. Uh, I've gotten pretty far without ever really practicing, um, which is big. But just being able to have that next that next level would be would be epic. I think it would be a a big game changer. So, what do you do to keep in shape enough to go ride as hard as you do? Uh, go to the gym uh, fairly often and. We, Cody and I ride a lot of 
pit bikes, lots of one tens. We do it uh, probably three to four times a week. Not really as a as a training tool, more of just having fun because it's it's a great time. But uh, we also we moto pretty hard on them, so uh, they they help out a little bit. So who's faster? Ooh, depends on the day. <laughs> really, you guys are that close, huh? We're we're pretty close, yeah. So if little brother doesn't like what you did, does he take you out? Yeah, there's been a couple ankle biters, a couple front wheel hits. Um, it, it gets pretty hectic sometimes. Sometimes he'll come in pretty hot and I'll have to kind of do a Superman, make sure he doesn't break my ankles, but it's all a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's not the answers that he would give. <laughs> Oh no! It'd it'd be a it'd be a one eighty for sure. He would he'd give you the exact same answer I just gave you, <laughs> but <laughs> but me. Oh wow! That that's a lot of fun that you guys are that close and that you can do those kind of things together. It makes for a good time, that's for sure. That's awesome. What's the weather like up there for you in the off season? Well, in the winter months, obviously. So like like right now, um, you can't do a whole lot, but ride a jet ski in the ditches it's uh it's been raining a lot uh we had a bunch of snow that all melted and i don't know exactly how much rain but it had to have been 10 inches or so and within a couple weeks um it might have been more i really couldn't tell you but uh you look out our our kitchen window and it's just a swamp you know wow I know that Nick Nick Janusa, gosh, sorry about that, Nick, uh, decided not to go down south last year and train in Florida. He stayed at home in the cold weather and in the snow, and it seemed to work out pretty good for him. Um, yeah, it really did. I I keep um, not in good touch with them, but I I follow up on all their stuff, and um, it, it seems like it worked pretty good. I think where he was excelling was just dedication just really um dedicating himself to training in the cold and doing whatever it takes to go out and put a moto down where the guys in florida they're doing whatever it takes to get down to florida and then they're going and training in the warm weather which which is nice they both have their ups and their downs it, it seems like i don't know from experience or anything but uh just kind of what i pick up would you like to go race back east yeah, it's always something that I've wanted to do. Um, going and doing a uh, like an ATV MX would be cool, but I don't know that I'm I'm that committed to jumping very large jumps. <laughs> uh, I like I like staying all four on the ground. Um, some jumps here and there are cool, but man, they scare the heck out of me. <laughs> I've seen you ride. It doesn't seem like on some of the bigger jumps out here. On the West Coast, they don't seem to bother you. Yeah, that's just because I put my dad's voice in the back of my head. You know, don't just hit him. <laughs> you gotta go fast. So, not that he's a, a crazy mini dad or anything, but at the same time, I am in the pro class. I need to be hitting all the jumps. You know, <laughs> crazy mini dad. Yeah. I'm gonna get a shirt that says, "Hi, I'm Kenny. I'm a crazy mini dad." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not not that he really does that at all. It's um. It's pretty low pressure in our tent as far as racing goes. Um, it's it's really it all started as having fun, and he knows that it 
that's what it's all about. And it's not, it's never really been anything more than going out and having fun. Obviously you put this much work into it. Um, there's some type of, of, Hey, like I better see some effort out of it. But as long as it's as 110% that you can give to it, that's fine. I don't care if you get, if you get last or first, as long as I see you're putting effort into it. I mean, it, it doesn't really, uh, doesn't really affect much. Do you see, I, I mean, I heard a rumor and you can go that, that some things are going to change in your guys' program this year uh, for the better. Yeah. Um, I, I hope so. Um, trying to put together a couple of new race bikes for my brother and I, which hopefully will um, end up with some more practice time as like right now we don't have practice bikes we just have race bikes so getting some new race bikes put together and then having our right now race bikes as practice bikes should uh should do us pretty good as long as we can get the time to go do some riding well i'm sure that once you have a practice bike you'll figure it out oh yeah that's that's kind of my thought i mean i have a bike sitting there ready to go and i'll i'll be on it whenever whenever i got a couple seconds that's for sure well, that's cool. So I got to be in Canyon when you took your, your e-ticket ride or your wild ride <laughs> in the first turn. Um, from everything I recall, you didn't get hurt. You got up and you kept going. Yeah, that was, I can't believe I, I made it, it out of that one on skate. Um, it was pretty hairy, got pretty Western in the first corner and, uh, kind of took the the long way down the hill, that's for sure. Um, I'm good. Still have good contact with uh, the guy I almost killed with my bike, um, Jeff Henson. I, I don't know what he where he lives, but uh, he does stuff for ATV Rider Magazine or ATV Insider. I'm really not sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I could have ended up a lot worse, that's for sure. Had a... Uh, had kind of a following after that. I had uh, Nick Janusa post posted a couple times on his. I think Rip It Up Films posted it. Um, not not the best thing I wanted publicity out of, but uh, better than nothing, that's for sure. <laughs> well, bad press is good press because it's press. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. But that's yeah. It was quite the exciting ride. Um, I didn't get to see it. It. it I got to see the a- actual end of it. I didn't get to see the beginning, um, but I was also watching uh, when Logan and Spooner got into it too, and that was just a mm-hmm. touch, and but it was ugly. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was all bad. Um, Spooner and and Logan Steele was was probably the worst of it with them both getting hurt. But um, mine, mine, luckily, I didn't. Get hurt too much. I just remember trying to roll away from the bike as fast as I could, and luckily it didn't hit me. But it could have been worse. It could have been way worse. So, tell me about the year after that. I didn't get to go to very many of them. Um, you can talk about Havasu. You can talk about um, Idaho, Utah, and those places. Yeah. So, um, I guess going from Havasu. Havasu is always Havasu. Um, it's rough, deep sand whoops, just 
pound whoops for an hour and a half and try and have the best time you can. But, um, most of the time doesn't work very well, <laughs> but, uh, we went to a new venue for the worst racing series, uh, in, boy, I forgot, Preston, Idaho, which is actually the same town they filmed Napoleon Dynamite, which was pretty cool to go see that house. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the track was, was epic. Um, they have a big moto track, which is their Cash Valley MX. And then I guess somehow works, um, lease some land from the farmers that are around that, uh, moto track. And we went and raced in their cornfields and stuff. It was pretty cool zigzagging through, uh, big sprinklers and irrigation stuff. Um, pretty cool going through stalks of corn and, back and forth it was it was a cool track i dug it a lot you you really liked it i know i heard mixed emotions of from a lot of different people yeah the track really didn't reflect works racing you know um you think of works as as a long desert race a bunch of rocks and stuff this track was really flat there was a a lot of flat tracking going on you might say (laughs) but uh it was it was a good time from going from a place like Havasu to that place to Cache Valley was just a good, I don't know, like you test your sand whoop skills and then you test your blue groove flight track skills. So you kind of get from Havasu to Idaho is kind of all, um, really shows you that you can ride all of them, you know? Which, which, which I should have asked this earlier. Which one of all of the tracks last year was your favorite? Oh man, probably Taft. Really? Yeah, I love Taft. Taft is a great time, and it's got some big air. It's got some big jumps. It's got some very big jumps. I just like uh, I like the elevation change. There's a lot of elevation change out there. Um, there's some blue groove. There's some asphalt. There's some Soft, loamy sand, uh, some whoops, some really flat parts, some really good motocross sections. It's a good mixture of a little bit of everything. And I, I like that track a lot. That's, I have the most on there. That's for sure. Really? That's, yeah. <laughs> I know. I didn't see that coming, you know, <laughs> I almost kind of forgot about Taft in the, in the schedule. Um, mm-hmm it's it's always been a love hate for me um yeah i mean i uh i've had some success there as a rider and as a mechanic and uh i've also had some very frustrating things go on so yeah yeah it's it you can definitely win some and lose some on that track it's uh it's pretty crazy how it's all laid out and how the course can bite you and and what it what it can do to a bike is actually fairly impressive how much damage it can do to a bike. You think Havasu is the worst track on the on the circuit, which it probably is, but uh Taft is pretty hard on the bike too. Really? What what did you notice the damage that it does to your machine there? Uh there's some there's some mud sections which I ran into some issues um at the one race. Not really issues, but tearing the bike apart, you know, you take it down and go through all the bearings and stuff and just that really fine silt which 
then is mud once you overwater it. Um, kind of gets into everything. It's really fine. Um, so pivot stuff is, is a little rough after that race. And then, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing's huge after that. Uh, lots of big straights, obviously elevation change. So it's not the easiest on a motor, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Um, what do you think of Glen Helen? Glen Helen's also a good time. I put it right there with, uh, with Taft, with the elevation chains going up the hills and the moto section, having some pavement, having some, some like flat track stuff, having loamy whoops. They're right there next to each other. Just one's like 105 degrees when you go there and the other one's green and just got done raining and it's like 65. So. <laughs> Really? Yep. Um, mesquite? No, I'm a fan of mesquite. Why? I'm a fan of mesquite. It's so sandy. It's too many whoops. <laughs> Dude, how All sand you whoops. When you, you go ride Abisu that is nothing <laughs> but rocks, sand, and whoops, and then you say, well, oh, mesquite's got too many whoops. <laughs> yeah. Well, Taft and Glen Helen are up here at the top of my list. And then mesquite and Havasu are on the very bottom. Anything in between from like Mesquite and Havasu, everything else, I'm having a great time. Mesquite and Havasu, I'm not. <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many years have you raced Mesquite? Oh, uh, boy. I've probably been there four or five times over the years, I think. Yeah, that's, I've seen some amazing things go on there. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, you know, uh, Garen Fuller got his only pro win there. Solely uh-huh. Mother's Day. Uh, remember when Bo? Bo goes, I don't know what happened. Riding along, and all of a sudden, it was on my head. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, and 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 that's uh, that's very uncharacteristical for Bo to make any kind of mistake. You know, ever. Oh yeah, yeah. You will never see that. It's it's rare that you see Bo off his four wheeler on purpose or off not on purpose. Yeah. I mean, when he came in, I was just like, uh, you okay, bud? Yeah, and his freaking, his tie rods looks like an L. And he, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I see you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Big problem. Uh, yeah. That the, uh, I liked Mesquite when I raced. I always yeah. thought it was a fun place. It was always hard, but it was fun. Um, when, when we raced Glen Helen, and unfortunately, Logan went down. Mm-hmm. You, you had your very first professional press conference. Um, how did mm-hmm. that go for you? What was that like? That was great. Um, with you, obviously, ATV Talk podcast. It was cool. It was it was different. Something that I've never experienced. So obviously, you're learning with everything. Um, I took away a lot of information about learning how to talk on a microphone and in front of people that's for sure <laughs> you have a good group of 30 or so people standing there watching you and it's kind of sweat a little bit but it was cool it was super cool with the east coast guys go high trick and uh boy uh grace and eller um it was a, it was a cool deal there was 30 people in the room when we did that no oh, i'm thinking prim for the other one Oh, Prim. Bad. But the whole parking lot was there in Prim. Yeah, there was a bunch of people there. I mean, 
at one point there were, I would probably say closer to 50 or 60 people standing there. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a lot under that tent too. I couldn't get him to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. You yelling at the audience. <laughs> well, I only did that a couple of times because we were still, oh, yeah. we were still taping so that they, they could hear it. But that's, that's not at all. I asked him ahead of time, Hey, be quiet. And then obviously, Oh yeah. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> it didn't work. It's cool. But there, there were, cool. there wasn't that many people in the room with us when we did the, uh, Glen Ellen one. No. Yeah. I, I misspoke for that one. That was just us, but uh, I believe that was a live video too. And then yep. Felton, couple couple people were in there. I don't know, five or six people, other than Felton's other than the speakers and Valeria and myself were all mm-hmm. doing uh, all doing the work. And yep. um, you know, obviously, you, you pro guys and uh, the East Coast boys. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? Uh, I can only tell you that I'm a huge fan, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of yours because I like watching you ride. And it doesn't matter that you're number four. It matters the fact that you're out riding and doing things that I can't do. <laughs> <laughs> and I never could, I've never been able to do things that, that, that you guys do. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. And, and then when you see Joel Hetrick, uh, <laughs> probably... Between him and Chad and maybe a couple other guys, it's the best rider that I've ever seen on a four wheeler. Oh yeah, and I wish I wish I could have sat back and watched him ride a little bit, but it is pretty nuts. I was talking to Bo, and obviously Bo spent some time riding with him, and he said he would just go through a corner, and he would come into a berm wide open, and he would just make the bike stick, just like something he's never seen, and it's it's pretty cool to hear that coming from Bo. Um, I mean, that's obviously not word for word, but everyone gets the point. It was, uh, it was cool hearing that from him. Yeah. I, I uh, what I liked the best about it is cause there was some social media guff about the race and I just thought that mm-hmm. was a joke. Um, what I loved to, to hearing from Bo was, Hey, dude, he came out, he beat us. He won. Dude, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. doesn't matter. And there's no matter. When the green flag dropped, the guy who took the lead, he held the lead the whole time. When the checkered flag flew, he was the guy in front. He won the race. Yep. What, there's nothing to say. There's nothing. There's no arguing. Yeah, no, huh? He won fair and square. It did. It was kind of a bummer. It, it got taken down to, well, I think it was 60 minutes instead of the hour and a half we were doing. But at the same time, as, I mean, the guy won the race. He showed up at the race and... And he took the checkered flag from the green flag, you know, from wire to wire, the guy won. Yep. And, and you can't, yeah, you can't, it's not his fault that they shorten the race. Yeah, no, huh? No, it, it's out of the control of, of the writers. Um, and I, obviously. You go ahead. No, obviously, no, not trying to bash works or anything, but, but just so I throw that out there because <laughs> they, they run a, a, a fantastic program. I do appreciate their, their series and what they do, but. I think it's one of those things that, that works has been known for since day one. It didn't matter who owned it, that they're on time. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do a fantastic job with that. Yeah. Just being on time. I mean, cause I've yeah. been to other series where your race was scheduled for 2 PM and you're racing at dusk at six mm-hmm. <laughs> in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <two."> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Works, works does a great job with, with keeping everything on schedule. As far as, as race timing goes, they might cut one race 10 minutes short or, or five minutes short or whatever it may be. But you have a time card that has every time of your race on it. And if those races are not within three minutes of when they're supposed to be, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you do. It's uh, it's pretty impressive how they run their series. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, the new ownership does a fantastic job. You know, I thought I thought yeah. Sean did a pretty good job myself too. I had no beef. Yeah, I mean, there again, there's always something that somebody's going to say. Well, I want this or I want that. Well, you know, yeah. You take your checkbook out and run the series, <laughs> and then you can have that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you start the series, and then we'll see how far you get. <laughs> exactly, you know. I mean, yeah. I just look at it this way: we need to be thankful, whether mm-hmm. we like the format or not, that there's a place to go race. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially at that level. Mm-hmm. You know, and I only think you guys in the pro class are getting faster. Oh yeah, that's for sure. So I I don't know, oh, boy. I don't know. I guess I really don't see Bo ride a whole lot, but I know that that everyone below him is getting faster, including myself. It's it's fairly impressive how much we've grown in the past, I don't know, two years. Yeah, this is your second. This is going to be your second year as a pro. Yep, yep. And from the day the, the gate dropped on round one to the day the gate dropped at round 10, how much growth was there for you? It was quite a bit. As far as the first round going, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but I've, uh, I was obviously fresh off of, um, a pro am championship and then coming into the pro class, not really knowing what to expect. Um, and not a whole lot of preparation, you know, not, not riding the pro class yet, not knowing what it's going to be like. I didn't know what to do or how to prep for it. From the first race to the last race was, was I I don't know boy a lot <laughs> a lot had changed as far as um, me mentally and physically just knowing how to ride I mean I figured out how to adjust my suspension before I didn't know I didn't even touch my shocks I didn't know how to give feedback to Doug Roll I didn't know how to do anything and now now I've grown a lot in that aspect and and knowing what the bike's doing and what I want it to do, the biggest thing is just figuring out what what I need it to do. How much does the insert in the tire affect your shock setup? Um, so the the tire blocks um, affect it not a huge amount, but it does. You you notice a difference when you put them in. Um, it essentially gets rid of the basketball effect. Um, like when your tires hit the ground, if you just have air in them, they, they tend to chatter and bounce back up, um, with the blocks in there, it deadens it. Um, so that, that helps a lot. And then with traction, um, it helps a bunch there going through corners. It'll keep your stuff a little flatter, bite a little harder. Um, yeah, kind of an all around good thing. So you notice much more of a bonus when you run the tire block 
versus when you run air. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, like I said, it's not an extreme um, advantage or anything, but obviously um, when I cut the sidewall of my tire and I finish the race and the guy that's running air cuts the sidewall of his tire and he's sitting in the middle of the track, it, it helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know of anybody in the pro class that's just running air, do you? No, I don't think anyone is. I think they're all on I I'm pretty sure they're all on blocks. Except maybe Mike Sloan. I don't I don't know what he's doing this year. I didn't see him at the at the first round. Um, I heard some rumors, but I don't know. I can't substantiate them, so um, Yeah. And, uh, I don't even want to comment because I don't know. Yeah. I, I would assume, knowing the fire and the competitiveness in Mike, that he would have been there if he could have been. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope he shows up. I I had heard stuff um, like he couldn't get some parts for his for his motor or something. But uh, obviously, you know, I didn't hear that from the horse's mouth, you know. So I don't exactly know what's going on. But I hope he shows up. He's a good time to ride with. And um, it's always always nice to, ha- to have him on the start line you know i'm gonna definitely keep it exciting that's for sure yeah that's for sure he can definitely mix it up up there on the podium that's true that's true that, that well, i don't want to get into that too much but uh the uh i was gonna say something about uh round one but we're uh we'd already had round one we're taping this after round one and we're talking about um the 2021 season just so that everybody understands where this is coming from and um, we will be talking about round one uh, with you and Travis Damon here shortly. Um, it'll yeah. come out. That'll actually come out before this. Oh, sweet. I'm excited to uh, sit down and talk to Travis Damon and you. That'll be a good time. Oh, it's uh, the last time I had Travis on with Jacob Stevens, all we did was laugh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, Jay, Jacob Steven, he's he's a handful. I like that guy. I like Travis too. They're they're both a good time. Have you spent much time with uh, Jacob? Uh you know, the times that he's come over to the trailer, um, I mean we hang out for a little bit, you know, while I'm working or prepping a bike, but uh I haven't really hung out with him, but the time that I've spent with him is is pretty good. It's uh he he's a good time. He sure is asphyxiated on a motor, a motocross style still. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, he's he's definitely a moto rider. That's for sure. Yeah, he, he had some struggles in round ten with motocross setup on a off road. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but uh, he was he was going pretty good until in, until he fried the clutch. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy for. For being a moto rider, the guy has come over here and he's done a great job in the pro class. I mean, he he's beat me a couple couple rounds, and obviously he's coming from the pro class back east in motocross and coming over here. So obviously, the guy knows how to ride. But uh, it's it's pretty cool to see all that transfer over and how well he's done. I'm just excited for the guy that it's it's going his way. Yeah, he's he's really hungry for the podium and and uh, 
he believes in his heart and he, that he can run with Bo uh, as soon as he figures this off-road thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I mean, a lot of people have come and said they can run with Bo. Yeah. <laughs> Heard that a time or two. The only guy, the only two guys I know that have ever put in a real hurting on Bo is Joel Hetrick and uh, Davey Hagsman. Yeah. Yeah, really. And Davey only did it at the end of his career. Yeah. It was straight up, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Davey went back east and got faster and and, uh, (laughs) made a whole different world. So let's talk a little... Let's talk a little round 10. Um, We were in Glen Helen for round nine. Um, There was some pressure going on with points positions between you and Travis Damon. Um, Logan Huff was in the mix for a very short time until he got hurt. Um, That put more pressure on you and Travis uh, to do better in Glen Helen and Prim. Um, I don't remember where you finished in Glen Helen. Glen Helen, I, if I'm correct, I finished fifth or fourth. I can't remember for sure. Fifth, yeah, fifth. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was fifth. And that puts you in tightening up the battle with Travis. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I think he got, Sixth at that race, I'm correct. So finishing ahead of him was was nice to have a couple points, but yeah. Well, that how how much pressure did that points chase put on you? <laughs> it was it wasn't a whole lot of pressure. I try and stay pretty low pressure, um, not think about it a whole lot. Um, I really didn't prep as well as I should have going into that race, um, just prepping myself. He, We went into that race. Um, I didn't pressure myself a whole lot. I just wanted to go out there, have a good time, make sure I finished. He went out there, and the guy found another gear. He was ripping the entire race. Uh, I believe he finished second in that race, and it was it was cool to see. Uh, I wish I was right there with him, battling with him, but I wasn't. Um, I just couldn't hang that race. He was he was on another level. Yeah, and and he had ridden his motorcycle for two hours before that race. <laughs> yeah, he was good and warmed up. That's for sure. Well, yeah, I feel like I barely ride for fifteen minutes, and to think about th- that guy going out there for three and a half hours. Oh yeah, yeah, almost back to back. Yeah, he had 45 minutes um, yeah. between getting off the motorcycle and getting on the quad. Yeah, that's dumb. That's nuts. I thought Randy was his friend. <laughs> yeah, no joke. You'd think he'd do it like a Saturday and a Sunday, but I don't know. Yeah, what would you guys think if they took the pro class and broke it up to a Saturday-Sunday deal? Oh, I don't know. I I think that would kind of take away from the traditional works racing. Um, but at the same time, there's been a lot of, a lot of good things come from change, you know? Um, I don't know how it would go. I guess they just have to try it and people would either stay or they'd leave. (laughs) 
Well, you know, they used to have uh, on Saturday, they used to have a pro production race and an open pro race, just oh, like really? they do in the A and B classes and the C classes. You'd race with those guys at the same time. And it gave the pros, a, instead of your 45 minute to 55 minute practice that you get, you could have a chance to win some money in those other races. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and it, it's uh, it was a pretty neat format, you know. Um, that was something that uh, Sean laid out early, early on. Yeah, it worked pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've seen, I've seen a lot of stuff about the Open Pro race, but I never really knew what it was about. I didn't know if it was guys that had big boards wanted to go race, or if it was another practice deal. It was just another class. So you could run a hybrid, you could run an open bike, but if you qualified for the main event on Sunday, you had to ride a production bike. Yeah. So you yeah. didn't have to ride the same bike. You just had to, you know, qualify. I hope you're not going to ride the same bike. <laughs> I'm sure some people, I'm sure throughout the course of works, there's been some people that did things they weren't supposed to. Oh, I'm I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm sure of it. You know, I, I I never got to play with the engine because that was never my department. That was always my brother's. And he's, mm -hmm. and he's a pretty stickler. I mean, he's just not going to do it. You know, I don't care. How oh, much, yeah. I don't care who you are. My reputation is worth more than this. So yeah. we never did that. But I sure know Doug and I sure. We, we tied that rule book into a pretzel a couple times. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the whole big war thing. Boy, I don't know why you would even want to do that. It's just like, like what uh, you always you see it all the time. Someone gets caught with a big board kit, or or you go rip a whole shot, and then people go protest you, and then you got a big board kit. Then you're just that guy, you know. You're that guy that couldn't hang with, you know, the stock four stock stroke, and you needed something faster. It just doesn't make sense. I don't. I don't know about it. Um. Yeah, because you never the, the the stigma never goes away. Yeah. You you could go win ten championships and be totally legit, but they're only going to remember that one time you cheated. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He's won all those championships, but but he got busted cheating. Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy that ran the stroker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. how they say it too. You know, hey, wasn't that the guy that ran the stroker? <laughs> you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe they should tear him down again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and the yeah. guys over there going, oh, I'm smaller than I'm supposed to be just because I don't want to get in trouble. I ran, I de-stroked my 450 so that I can't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what? I've only—I don't even know if you guys were around. I've only seen them tear motors down one time. Yeah, yeah. I've never—I've never experienced it. To be honest with you, I've never seen it, heard of it. I've heard, obviously heard stories of back in the day at Quad X or whatever it may be, someone get tore down, but but I've never seen it or nothing. Well, the five hundred dollars you get for it if you're legal, 
it doesn't justify the cost that it costs to put your motor back together. Oh, yeah. You know, how do you like to work in a race in a series where you could claim the engine? Mm-hmm. How crazy would that be if somebody walks up, you know, with X amount of dollars and say, I want both engines? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be oh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't buy a you quite a bit. Yeah, that that's crazy. Um, so when we got done with Prim, uh, you ended up with the four, mm-hmm. and um, instantly knew that it was real. Yeah, no joke. I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect, but it could have been worse. I'm glad it it ended where it did. Um, it's just a cool thing. What did you think riding with the cross country guys? <laughs> It's cool. I rode, I rode two laps behind Hunter Hart, which was a sight. That's for sure. Um, that guy can throw down on a narrow bike. He's, he's pretty wild. He's kind of wide open everywhere, which is, which is cool. The guy could hang on and the guy could ride phenomenal. Um, it's just weird to see those bikes work. They're, they're really stiff and they're low to the ground and they're narrow. Um, which is cool. You don't see much of. Well, we're going to give it away a little bit, but whatever. You and Johnny Gallagher were riding together this last weekend. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think about that? I mean, he was actually in your guys' group. Because it was two, three, four, five. Uh, two, three, four, five, six, wasn't it? Or is it just two, three, four, five? Uh... I don't know. I think I think six was in there. I think Ortiz was right behind you guys. Yeah, I don't know how it was, but yeah, Gallagher's Gallagher is a solid rider and a really good guy. I uh, I like talking to that guy a lot. Um, he's got a lot of industry experience and just a lot of, of people behind him. He's he's a solid dude, that's for sure. Um, his bike is is pretty cool. He came out to have us do the 21 season with a narrow bike but um the last round 10 at prim he was on actually a a widened 5z um which is cool kind of getting a a wide setup i don't know how we liked it but it was cool to see him on that something that we all have just so he wasn't the the one odd out of the bunch you know um he in 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 round ten, he was thinking Havasu built his wide setup based on what he felt Havasu was going to be like, and Prim mm-hmm. uh, is nothing like Havasu. <laughs> oh no! Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, he tried to make some adjustments to fix it, but too little, too late, you know. Um, yeah. But he made some adjustments heading into this round, you know, and it seemed to be really good until he stepped on the shifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. I, I, uh, I was kind of curious about that. I don't know that I've ever known someone to break a, a shift shaft. No, no hard feelings for Johnny Gallagher. He's a solid rider, but that, that's crazy. I don't know if that's bad luck or if that's just accidentally. Uh, he landed on the jump. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, do it on your Honda. It'll be the same. It'll be a scatter. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, like the Honda transmission is like 
when you do that, it's it's like taking that hot butter knife and sticking it in the butter. It just goes yank. <laughs> oh yeah, you have a pile yeah, of steel those... with the coming out the drain plug going. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, what's your forecast for 2022? Boy, forecast is hopefully about midway through the season, going to be practicing. Um, hope to come out swinging and uh, do well. I, I really want a couple uh, podium finishes just to uh, kind of put it under the belt, say I did it. Um, yeah, I, I really want to battle with the guys. Uh, I'm kind of getting tired of not being the, the back runner, but kind of being the mid-pack guy and everyone either gets too far behind you being in the mid-pack and too far in front of you, you know, there's there's a big gap between there. Um, I want to ride with some people. <laughs> nice. That's good that you have the desire to elevate your game to go out there and attack those guys. Yeah, yeah. That's great. What, um, what do you think's going on with your brother? I don't know. He's... He was pretty hungry at the last round. Um, I mean, he wants to win it, that's for sure. But uh, um, he had a couple mishaps, uh, got tipped over in the production A race, and then in the pro-am race, got stuck on a, a big boulder. And I think it took him about a half a lap for everyone else until he finally got unstuck through that big pro section. But um, yeah, he's, he's having a good time. He's liking it. And, um, yeah, he's in it. That, yeah. Cause I don't know what happened to him, uh, in the, uh, pro-am race or in the, in the production race. Uh, he was like on vacation out there just cruising around and then all of a sudden, <laughs> bam, you know, yeah. he just start, kind of started coming through the field. You know, mm-hmm. and and gaining on the leader, and um, yeah, night totally different kid. Oh yeah, yeah, and I know, I know, Bo jumped in behind him, which I think that motivated him a little bit. Uh, as soon as he starts riding with someone, then he he kind of gets pretty focused in. But uh, every once in a while, him and I will get the lollygagging out there. Kind of the uh, mental focus isn't quite there. <laughs> Well, and uh, yeah, you better fix that in the pro class. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Every once in a while, you you know, when a race isn't going quite your way, you just kind of zone out. You don't you don't think about it all the way. So kind of slow down a little bit, but it happens to everyone. Well, let's talk a little mental preparation or a little mental thought process. Um, when you're mentally getting ready to go to the line what what do you do to keep your mind sharp and focused um i don't know i i guess i really don't do a whole lot um i get all my stuff ready every once in a while i'll drop my freshly prepped goggles um i ran over them at the last race while i was going up to the line so that was that was a great way to start the an hour and a half race by dropping my goggles in the dirt, running them over. And then, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I just kind of go up there and, 
hang out, wish everyone good luck, and then start to get in my zone. I, I guess I really don't know. Just go out there and have fun. That's that. So you're just mellow the whole time. It's not a huge nervous issue thing. Oh, no, I, I, I get nervous for sure. Um, I just don't know. I mean, I don't really do a, a whole lot to go around it. I mean, it's there because I'm nervous to go race with everyone. I want to do well. And, um, I get butterflies in my stomach, you know, but, uh, nothing, nothing crazy. I don't, I don't listen to music while I go up there or nothing like some other people. I don't do anything crazy. I don't jam out. Um, I don't go do run laps or nothing. I just sit there, go talk to everyone, and then get on my four-wheeler when it's ready to race, and I go have a good time. Does anybody ever comment on the fact that you're the guy that put their tires together? <laughs> uh, there's There's been a couple of times. Um, yeah, nothing nothing on the pro line, but um, I've, I've definitely had a, a couple... Hey, thanks. <laughs> you did these. <laughs> or hey, we, we won or got a podium or or whatever it, it may be. Um, which is pretty cool. Pretty good feeling. So your product's doing well even though you weren't the guy on the box with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Almost every weekend, you know. That's that's pretty good. If you had something to tell some of the younger riders that are watching you what's some of the advice that you would give them so that their careers can elevate? Oh, dude, it's, uh, it just go out and have fun. Um, it's great to be a pro rider. It's awesome to be in, in a, a top spot, you know, in the premier class. Um, I suggest you go for it. Um, don't waste time. Just, just get after it and get up there, but, uh, don't forget to have fun. It's what it's about. Uh, don't spend all this money and time and effort to go out there, go to the race and not have a good time. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah. Keep it in perspective. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Remember where you came from. Exactly. That That's pretty awesome. Kenny, as always, I would, uh, I'm going to invite you back, even though you're already scheduled to come back. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and when this airs, We'll have already talked about that. So, <laughs> buddy, I hope you enjoyed the uh, race review from Prim. Uh, yeah. Even though that uh, we haven't taped it yet, but we will be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Travis, Travis reached out and he goes, my practice bike's not done. I'm not done on the trailer. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's going to go race his motorcycle. I totally forgot about that. I should text him. I'll text him as soon as we get off the phone. Yeah, I'd say, hey, dude, where were you? Yeah. You waited for me for an hour. <laughs> no, I, I text you and ask you if it was okay if, if we could uh, push off till next week. And you graciously said yes. And, and that's why we did this episode today. And um, I appreciate you uh, working with, with us on that. Even though yeah. when we were at the race last weekend, I told you that we needed to get this done. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. We would have, we would have probably done it. Uh, three or four weeks ago, but this everybody's schedule is just so crazy. It's unbelievable. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous trying to get bikes together and everything loaded and, and making sure you, you have a bike to race at the first round. Uh, that's a big part of it. 
Yeah, because you guys have to travel a long ways to come to every race. It's a few miles, that's for sure. Man, that's uh, that's a little rough, man. <laughs> yep, nothing, nothing like going from the top of the deal about to the bottom. <laughs> have, have you made it to um, the track here in Southern California? Uh, someone's most train on. Oh, uh, that track low profile's got. Yeah, the low profile compound. I have not. We were Cody and I were actually invited to it at this last round um, to go do some training. But like I said, we don't have any practice bikes, so it makes everything a little tough. But uh, I'm hope I'm hoping we can make our way down there. Hopefully, mm-hmm. before summer, or do something. You got to come down in the summertime. You got to. You know. Yeah. You guys need some some help or uh, something like that or whatever I can do for you. You guys just reach out to me. Be more than glad to help you out. Thank yeah, we'll do. Yeah, because it's 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 rough. It's a good track. It's there's no grooming. It's just it, it's just you go out there and it's gonna beat you up and you're gonna have a great time. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks like a great time and it looks like a big moto track too. It is. It is, and they have enough land to make it an off road setup. With that, mm-hmm. it's totally it's totally wide enough to pass. Um, in some areas, in some areas, maybe not. Um, but I think that you can have just a great time there. Uh, they're, they're working on the ground so that they can get all the people in there. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know how the UTVs would do there, but they, cool. could have, they could have a motorcycle ATV around there. No problem. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. I'd love to have the finals in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. A couple miles. Yeah, dude, it's 40 minutes from my house. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I just, hey, I'm home every night. You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, you, you don't have to stay there. You just can drive home, you know? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it is, it is. I, I haven't, haven't got to experience that yet in my life. So, uh, very, few, <laughs> I'm sure very few people have. You know? Oh, yeah. When Glen Helen's your home track and it's three and a half hours away or three hours away. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, Idaho is the closest we get, and that's thirteen. There you go. Which that's that's a nice drive. That's uh, leave in the morning, get there at night. I mean, that's fantastic. And you guys have to open the shop, like so. You when you leave on Sunday, it takes you twenty some hours to get home, and you have to be open for business that Monday, right? Yeah. So. Um, most of the time, so um, my grandpa, he he's kind of the home team. He stays at the shop while we're um, out racing. Um, so he keeps the doors open. We normally get home Monday afternoon, Monday evening, and then Tuesday we're back at the shop. Wow. that's It's not a day off because you're driving, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. When you're not driving, you're sleeping. Yeah. I, for sure. I drive home as fast as I can so that I can get some sleep because I still have to be at work at 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing like it. Yeah. Crazy, crazy life we live, right? I know. It's ridiculous, but it's fun. Uh, exactly. I, dude, I couldn't yeah. think of doing anything else, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. All right, brother. I'll, I'll let you rest. I know you got to work. Um, thank you so much for coming on ATV Talk. 
I'll definitely be having you on again. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.